0: welcome to the Anti-Burnout Club, an exclusive club for those who are over the hustle culture BS, those who are tired of burning out and feeling stressed, and those who want to thrive while still becoming a success. I'm Bec Spiller, an accidental poet, an anxious entrepreneur, and your host. Welcome to the club. Hello and welcome back to the Anti-Burnout Club podcast. This week I interviewed Anna Mapson who is one of the nutritional therapists over on the Anti-Burnout Club. This month she's covering all sorts of nutrition myths that we might hear quite a lot and so in this interview we go through some of her most hated nutrition myths, myths about January detoxes, and dieting and a whole lot more. I really learned a lot during this interview, so I hope that you do too, and enjoy. Hello, Anna. Thank you for joining us at the Anti-Burnout Club podcast. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Yes, thanks for having me.
0: For those that don't know, Anna is one of the nutritional therapists at the Anti-Burnout Club. She has some of the most popular lessons on the platform. So, Anna, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background.
1: Hi I'm a yeah registered nutritional therapist as we said and I work with people who have IBS and lots of digestive discomfort and gut health issues. Uh, I work with people all over the country in fact all over the world. I've started getting um, um, international clients this year which is quite exciting Amazing. Um, and yeah my background has been in um, management consultancy really in financial services before I retrained and um, so I had a big corporate job uh for lots of years and then actually I was ill about 10 years ago um got pregnant and had a molar pregnancy which is really rare um and it's where the placenta turns into a kind of tumor and so I had to have chemotherapy for six months I had a year off work and when I went back to work, I and I did go back for a while and then I had my second child and then I just really thought this is not for me anymore and um, yeah. on a bit of a spur of the moment thing decided to retrain as a nutritionist but I'd always been interested in healthy eating and yeah, I absolutely love it now, just making, helping people feel better and working for myself and just yeah, it feels very different to that sort of corporate life from pre-10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. And that's really interesting, actually,
0: because the majority of the teachers that we have at the Anti Burnout Club all originally had a corporate job. And I find that so fascinating. I think, you know, they talk about the great resignation at the moment, but actually it's been ongoing for a while where people are saying, I want to do something that feels good for me and that helps other people. And yeah, that's really fascinating. Well, we're very glad that you're part of the Anti-Burnout Club. And this month, you're doing a series for our members on nutrition myths. And it's been so popular so far. So I want to know, what's the one myth that drives you crazy as a nutritionist? Um,
1: It was, it's hard to choose one, hard to think of one, because there are quite <laughs> a few. I think maybe it's the, like a kind of general sense that you need to be doing something quite clever or quite specific in order to have a healthy diet. And actually, I think most people are have got a better diet than they think. And actually, some small, simple changes can make a big difference. So you don't need to be going in for these like really complicated diets like the ketogenic diet or taking loads of gut health supplements like for most people that is not necessary and actually just eating some simple foods and lots of homegrown foods as well so we think about superfoods and it's all like you know special berries from Asia and kind of all sorts of things and actually we just things like carrots and things that are grown in this country like blackberries they're all really good superfoods so I think probably the myth that the myth is that we, we're we overcomplicating it in some ways and actually just eating yeah. foods that are available grown in where you live can be a really good healthy diet and obviously yeah we're in the UK right now so I'm talking about those foods but if you live somewhere in Africa you probably have a different local diet and it's sort of just evolving I suppose um and yeah we're lucky that we've got access to all of these foods like pineapples all yeah. year round but also just having um a kind of basic back to basics I suppose yeah keeping it simple yeah, yeah yeah
0: exactly that I do think we could get caught up in all of these different fad diets I mean I saw one the other day the cabbage soup diet
1: have you hey, heard that's of that an one? old one yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think my step was used to I do just that thought, oh <laughs> that sounds awful <laughs> and it's just eating the same kind of soup yeah vegetable soup for, for days so pretty boring
0: yeah and that's it I know you talk a lot about bringing more diversity into your food as well and obviously last year we had the fantastic 30 plant-based foods uh, to get in your diet and actually that's part of the anti-burnout journal course as well we've reused that lesson because it's just so great and and like you said perhaps keeping it simple and not getting caught up in cabbage soup
1: diets and the boiled egg diet yeah. and everything. I think people are you know they're always looking for, for an easy solution Um people want you know just do this and it will be okay. Mm. Um, and that's driven out of horrible symptoms that you want to get rid of. So yeah. it's really understandable, people are searching for the right answer, but um, it, it's often more simple than you think, or sometimes it involves doing a bit more work. And that's so, like, yeah, actually cooking your own food or yeah, you know, just thinking about what you want to eat. So it's not as easy as just taking this supplement or only eating these foods, it's kind of, I suppose, yeah doing a bit more thinking about food. And that can be really hard when we're so busy and and so full.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably my biggest drawback with my own diet is the whole kind of management that comes before it. You know, what am I going to eat this week? How do I then prepare all of that? And all of that kind of thing that feels like a big load of headspace and so sometimes it's easier to go well it'll be pizza tonight and uh, pizza tomorrow (laughs) but no I think I think you're right you know it is a simple answer but it's actually the work around home cooking and meal prepping and that kind of thing that that puts
1: people off even if you just did one meal new meal like every month you don't even have to do one new meal a week but like taking one of the recipes that that are in the anti-burnout club pack or any kind of recipe that you see online and maybe just committing to increasing like one extra meal that you can cook without kind of going overboard and saying you've got to cook brand new lunches breakfast and dinners for the whole next week just just try one new thing and, and that's my other sort of really key advice I suppose is trying to do just one thing at a time little steps really makes a big difference
0: yeah absolutely and that's what we've been talking about all month kind of bringing in these habits and I think that often we can think new year new me I'm going to completely overhaul my life you know I'm gonna every day this week I'm going to be home cooking and all of that kind of stuff but if it's such a big change from where you are originally it can feel impossible can't it so I love that Mm -hmm. little steps now you filmed a MythBuster about January detoxes for us, and everyone really, really loved this lesson. And the idea of adding more rather than taking away from ourselves in January. For those that haven't done the lesson, could you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, January is not a great time to be going on a strict diet. In you know, cutting calories. Reducing everything that brings you joy in eating. I mean, I I don't really recommend that at any time of the year, but especially not in January when we're all feeling a little bit low and tired and it's cold and often very dark. So, thinking about what you can actually put in and almost to the point that you can crowd out some of the other stuff, you know, maybe over Christmas and the holidays, you were eating more mince pies and crisps and mm-hmm. chocolate than you would at other times of the year so we just need to sort of address the balance a bit by adding in the more vegetables so things like putting one more vegetable on your plate every time you sit down like when you're cooking thinking oh what could I add to this that would make it a bit more nutritious I suppose mm-hmm. um and it just did with things like snacks as well like even having you know if you want to have packet of crisps as a snack like could you also add an apple to that as well so you're getting something that is good and the thing that you wanted to eat that maybe isn't quite (laughs) so nutritious clearing out the cupboard of the Christmas snacks (laughs) yeah and we've still got some of our Christmas food here like at home and just thinking you know plowing through (laughs) bits of Christmas (laughs) cheese and all that sort of thing but it's just um there's like I don't think people need to throw it out. I've heard of people saying, oh, they throw out their Christmas food in January, which feels quite wasteful, yeah. but um for some people it's the only way they can deal with January. But I would sort of maybe suggest a gentler way to do it is to try and crowd out all of that stuff by adding in so many different um vegetables, fruits, you know, nuts and seeds and healthy proteins and that kind of thing that you actually don't crave the other stuff as much, yeah. which happens over time. Yeah.
0: Amazing. I love that lesson. It, it, it makes so much sense that January is the worst time to restrict ourselves. You know, I've never thought about it like that, but I mean, I've, I've done over the years, many, many new year diets and luckily I've kind of got out of the habit of that now, but I think back to how miserable I felt in January And I think that's probably a lot to do with it was restricting things like carbs and all of that kind of stuff. And that's another myth that we've got coming up from you is, is cutting carbs. And a lot of people see it as this kind of quick fix, but why do you think we're all so drawn in by these quick fixes?
1: Because we're really busy because everyone's really <laughs> stretched in, like mentally, emotionally often, and the headspace, like we were talking about before, is just so hard to find time to invest in what well, it can feel of overwhelming. Sometimes like, it's actually yeah. can be a bit easier, but, um, than people think to change your diet, but I think, yeah, the quick fix, it sort of promises us instant transformation. That's what we get when, you know, everything online is so instant nowadays. And we hate waiting. Like if you have to wait for something that's not on Amazon and it takes three or four days to be delivered, you're like, oh my God, why (laughs) does it take so long? (laughs) It's a post, you know, it's not an instant delivery. (laughs) And it's, um, I think it's a bit like that with our health as well. Like it, it can take a while. And often I say with some clients, like, overnight transformations aren't generally possible for some people it is you just stop eating a certain food and your symptoms clear up and you feel better but often if you've had a chronic condition for a long time it can take a while for your body to like to change um all our cell turnover um, everything you know just making our new hormones everything can take it's got its own time frame so some yeah. parts of our body are renewed every day some parts are kind of more like a three-month cycle and I think with our bones it's like a seven-year cycle to completely regenerate all the cells in our bones so wow. just getting to the point where you know we're eating the way that suits our body and everybody's really different um can, can take a little while to readjust yeah. yeah but we we are drawn to that quick fix definitely <laughs> Yeah, I think we
0: all need to be a bit more patient with ourselves and and the world. I think you're right. You know, Amazon, Netflix, Deliveroo, everything is instant nowadays. And we kind of are looking for that instant fix, but Mm -hmm. it does take time. And actually, I always think that you get better results when you're a bit more patient with yourself as well. So, okay, your lesson for us last year on anti-dieting was the second most watched lesson of 2021. Well done. Mm -hmm. Do you think we're seeing a shift away from fad diets and more towards being educated around nutrition? And why do you think that
1: might be? I, my Instagram feed or my social media feed does seem to be very anti-diet this January, I would say. It's like overwhelmingly diets are terrible, you mustn't diet. And I think there is a place for people who want to lose weight but not going in a you know fatty restrictive diet so I think yeah. there's a, a bit of a balance between actually not demonizing dieting if that's mm-hmm. what people want to do and doing it in a in a good way uh, a healthy way that's sort of mentally and physically healthy um so I yeah I think I sort of see both sides of that on social media this year yeah. but I suppose people just get maybe start to see through all the the rubbish (laughs) people promising these instant transformations that just don't happen you know there's a lot of things like the Noom app which promises says it's not a diet but it's a a, a way of life but actually it is very restrictive in terms of what they're offering and and it is just a very low calorie diet so there are um yeah it's complicated for people I think if you try all these different things you clutching yeah. at straws trying anything and actually if it doesn't work people feel a bit of failure like oh I've failed and actually mm. it's the diet that's failed or it's not been yeah. personalized to you because the, the app the algorithm that creates these things doesn't know your it, it might know your body size and your height and your age and that kind of thing but it doesn't know if you've got any chronic conditions it doesn't know how effective you are at exercising like the intensity mm. that you put in it doesn't know all kinds of things about your metabolism. And so it's not personalized. And so people then feel like they've failed and actually it's that they're following something that's not really tailored or not right for them.
0: Yeah. I think the human approach in this kind of thing is so much better than like you say, like an algorithm, isn't it? Because if someone came to you and and spoke to you about all of their symptoms and what they're doing on a daily basis, then, you know, you're the one that's got the information that can help them as opposed to, you know, the algorithm says, you need a thousand calories a day. And I actually signed up to something years ago that, that told me I needed a thousand calories a day. And I just thought that's awful. You know, that's so dangerous. So it, I love that we're kind of moving away from the fad diet. And like you say, you know, understanding that there is a balance and there is there is this kind of some people will, want to go on diets for whatever reason but actually the more human approach to dieting
1: is is coming in and taking
0: over which is is really nice to see
1: and that's when you do little, little steps like more oh, bit by bit by bit then you can work out what's helpful for you rather than just like following a plan that someone else has put together if you're doing it incrementally and doing you know okay this week I'm going to eat more protein this week I'm going to focus on drinking water and this week I'm going to focus on my sleep then you're building up these healthy habits in a way that you notice what's working for you. Exactly yeah
0: yeah and I think that's so important if we make all the big changes at once chances are you don't know which ones are having an impact and it's much harder to keep on top of isn't it Okay, if you could give clients one piece of advice for better nutrition, just one,
1: what would it be? I think it would be the diet variety uh, point that um, has proved really popular with people, um, because then you're probably getting more different nutrients that you need for your body and different uh, fibers for your gut bacteria and just. Giving yourself more enjoyment in food rather than eating the same foods or opening yourself up to um, a broader diet variety, I think that would be the main thing. Yeah. So the research was around eating 30 different plant based foods, but actually, even just varying the type of meat or the type of fish that you eat, because even those different proteins will have different um, nutrients that are helpful for health. So anything like that I suppose yeah focusing on variety.
0: Yeah and that the 30 plant-based lesson that we did it was so much fun actually trying to work out you know how many different plant-based foods do I eat in in a week and actually I was probably I think you said as well it's about 10, 15 maybe up to 20 you get to and then you think I'm just eating the same things over and over again and plant-based foods um, as Anna explains in the lesson isn't just you know fruit and vegetables we're talking about things like whole grains as well so I was so happy I could include bread in that but then realized that my pasta was the same so (laughs) but yeah so that is such a great lesson and for anyone that hasn't done it yet I really really highly recommend trying to get 30 different plant-based foods into your diet in a week. Okay, I think that we have covered some amazing things here. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been so, so great. Where can we find you other than obviously the
1: Anti Burnout Club? My business is called Goodness Me Nutrition. So I'm on Instagram, goodnessme underscore nutrition. I'm on Facebook and um, my website, yeah, it's just goodness me nutrition. And um, I also do like one to one consultations. So if people want to get some personalized advice, then do get in touch with us. Yes, perfect.
0: Thank you so much, Anna. It's been amazing. I hope everyone has enjoyed learning a little bit more about nutrition myths this January. And we'll see you again very soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Anti-Burnout Club. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll talk again very soon.